hey, Matt, man, man, I was uh, scrolling through social media last week, and, uh, and I came across this trailer for an upcoming film. I saw it too, man. Have you seen it? it was, I mean, the editing was unreal. <laughs> it was something else, it right? It was something else, man. Um, and, and like, I, just, I could not believe what I was seeing. I know. It was, I mean, it blew my mind. I was, oh. Tom Hanks is going to be the best Mr. Phenomenal. Rogers ever. Phenomenal. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. My name is Matt Hensley. I'm the pastor of Mayhill Baptist Church in Mayhill, New Mexico, and the managing editor of Lifeway Pastors. And I'm Kyle Bierman, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. And together we have a combined 33 years of ministry experience, and we still have no clue what we're doing. None whatsoever. <laughs> Same with this podcast, really. That's exactly right. But we are grateful for our partners at the Christian Standard Bible for their sponsorship and their partnership with us to bring these episodes to your ear holes every Friday. We're grateful for the translation that is both readable and accurate. And uh, I personally love the He Reads Truth and the Spurgeon Study Bible. And I think uh, Kyle is very similar. But uh, more importantly, we use it. In the pulpit. Some of us right. even uh, won't even preach a sermon. All we will do, because the CSB is so great, is simply read from the text because it's just so fun to read. Right. And Come so we would them. encourage you to check out csbible.com after the show. Not right now, because you need to hear what we That's have right. to say. And in uh, one of those is just to kind of wax eloquent about our family. Kyle, how's your family doing? We're good. Don't care. <laughs> Mine is doing good, and uh, we, we have made it through the summer. Uh, they are kind of back to school, sort of ish. We've got one uh, seventh grader, one sixth grader, one fourth grader, one third grader. I think I don't know. <laughs> and uh, but the sixth and the seventh, I can remember because their attitudes are s- slowly becoming that. Yeah. What we would expect. Yeah. Not really. They're great. Uh, but one is in marching band, uh, in choir. Cool. And uh, cool. does does homeschool have marching band? I can't um, remember. I guess we could. You could. It, it would be. It would, a, just be, it would be a pretty short yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, they're doing that. And uh, in fact, we dropped her off a couple of weeks ago now uh, for the uh, day. And as she was getting out of the car, I said, "Make good choices, honey." And she was not very thrilled. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, I'm learning that. Um, in homeschooling, there's a lot that we like about it, but I'm missing out on key opportunities Pagan. to embarrass oh. my, humanism. to embarrass my now sixth grader yeah. every single morning as I drop him off at middle school. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I still can. But you could. You could drop him off to Alamogordo Middle School. Yeah, that's just, right. And just make him walk home. Yeah. Ooh, that would be character development. It would. Especially I will keep with that how in, hot it is. I'll keep that in mind for yeah. a discipline later on. We'll talk about parental discipline sometimes and... and all the um, you know how quickly that we are not <laughs> you know how quickly we would have like New Mexico CPS oh like, man <laughs> like mine involves hot sauce sometimes like I mean there's oh hey I did I did something that was awesome yesterday I was trying to kill some time before we were going somewhere and so uh, I, I hollered at the girls I was like girls come here and uh, put your nose on the wall and they're like what do we do I said put your nose on the wall. And they're kind of getting, like, they didn't know what they yeah. did because they genuinely didn't do anything. Well, they probably did, but they don't know that they got caught. Yeah. 
But anyway, I had them put their nose on the wall. And then I said the first person to take their nose off the wall uh, is going to have to run a lap around the yard. The second person that takes their nose off of the wall is going to have to clean up dog poop in the yard. The third person is going to get some gum. Hmm. My Olivia. Awesome. She says, will somebody hurry up and take their nose off so I can go and clean up poop? Wow. What is wrong with her? Yeah, I don't like know. That, she looked at that as like a good thing. Hmm. I mean, she passed up gum for that. Well, like, she thinks that's great. I have a yard full of it. She's oh. welcome to come anytime. Anytime. Well, so. I was I was rude earlier. How is your family? Man, we're good. Still yeah. don't care. We, we had uh, a good we... summer. No, <laughs> and, and so you know, as we're as we're talking today, um, uh, we're going to talk through some some stuff that we've experienced uh, uh, SBC wise this summer and and how to respond to it. So, but uh, before we do, just talk through your your family summer. It's been a while since we've sat down together, and here we are at the end of at least summer, at least as it pertains to most school folk. Right? Do you yeah. have a good summer? Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I got I got to spend a week in your birthplace in California, um, and I understand why you got out of there as quick as you did. Mm-hmm. Glory uh, be. <laughs> and and then we then I got to spend a week in the great Republic of Texas. Hallelujah! Good good to go back home before coming back to the foreign mission field. Yeah, in New Mexico. Is it a good uh, what do you call it, furlough? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Furlough back home. (laughs) How many vacations did you have this summer? Uh, So I guess I had two um, between uh, graduation week in California and then um, going to Texas for a few days. I've always wondered, do do our church members think that the SBC is vacation? Kind of like we tend to think youth pastor, youth camp is vacation. I know Ron doesn't. I I, I had that conversation earlier with, with our personal finance committee and they agreed that I was working. Yeah. And I'm going to let them continue believing that. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a work week. <laughs> hey, first Alamogordo, I can let you know. No. It is a lot of work, it, though. It's a lot of work. But, but it's days. also kind of a good transition into what we're going to talk yes. about. Because yes. a lot of times we see uh, kind of the social media rage uh, leading up to, and, and it's every year, and we've talked about that a little bit on our SBC previews yeah. and so forth, is every year it just kind of, whirlwinds out of control and you just think that this is going to be an unbelievably toxic uh visit to birmingham right and the only toxic thing that happened in birmingham was trying to get around that convention center but you know there was a lot of unity and and overwhelmingly so and we saw that the year before and more often than not that's what we see uh but at times uh i can't remember who it was that coined the term i think it was emerson uh the uh Tempest in the social media teapot hmm. uh, that a lot of times we just see and, uh, and and we often put that and project it on the whole SBC. Right. And, uh, you know, we were joking about the trailer deal, you know, that there's there is one that's out there, obviously. And uh, and it, you know, had mischaracterized, yeah. uh, misrepresented some folks and and uh, some creative editing was was obviously done. Uh, that that put some in a not so great light, yeah. uh, but it drummed up some interest. Yeah. Also, probably took down some credibility uh, for yeah. a ministry that has been founded on uh, biblical principles and teaching and history and, and some of those kinds of things. Yeah. And so, you you kind of hate to see that, but it's right. also a rem- right. reminder Absolutely. for us that, but by the grace of God, there go I. Yeah. And uh, and so I think that you know in our case. Kyle and I disagree on a number of 
things. Um, Probably we disagree on more things than I think we agree uh, for the most part, even even within our state and and ministry philosophies and some of that kind of stuff. And we disagree about them, and sometimes we joke about them. Usually that's our... uh, that's our coping mechanism, right, but, right. but we joke about those things, but yet we still find unity in particular key elements. Yeah. One being the Astros are greater than the Rangers. <laughs> Second being Jesus is Lord and, and going through. All Speaking of, of mischaracterizations, yeah. at least for the first one. I, I'll agree with you on the <laughs> oh, you don't agree with the, the second one either. Well, then this, this whole thing has gone to pot. This is truly not another Baptist podcast because my friend is the, the actual heretic on the show. Uh, but but no, we we find those those areas of agreement that that can supersede some of our disagreements. Right. And I've shared this at the church before that we've got people in there that uh, think that rock and roll is the devil. Yeah. We've got people that think that moderate alcohol consumption is great. People that think it's awful. Um, dancing is right, dancing is wrong. We've got every kind of disagreement there could be in the church. We've got people that disagree on the age of the the earth, uh, when Jesus is coming back, or how he's coming back. Uh, we've we had a visitor that uh, claimed she knew exactly when Jesus was coming back, and if you signed up for a Bible study, she would tell you oh. for the low low price of oh, one hundred bucks or whatever it was. But you know, you have all of that. Yeah. But yet, when we come together on Sunday, from all of our different backgrounds. Blue collar, white collar, all of the above, retired, young, all yeah. of that are coming together, united in one central right. thing, the gospel. Right. And in uh, all coming together at the foot of the cross on a level playing field. And so despite the disagreements in some of those things, there are still the areas where we can rally around. And it doesn't mean that we want to be ignorant to different things that may be divisive no. or ignorant to things that may be dangerous. Um Ignorant to things that may be, I'm thinking of another D. Like I was kind of on the fly doing a D. Um, doctrinal concerns, yeah. all of those kinds of things that we, we still want to be engaged in. But we have to remember that those on the other side of the computer or the other side of the world, if they have professed faith in Jesus Christ, believe in the orthodox understanding of right. the gospel, they are my brother. They right. are my sister. And, and I think one of the hard parts when it comes to social media is, like I said, we project a lot of the craziness that's out there and assume that is what is the broad picture. That's problem one. But also we have to remember that even when we're re- responding to it, of course, the irony that we're quasi responding you know, to it with this podcast, yeah. uh, we have to remember that these are our brothers in Christ. They may be an error, but if you're an error... I'm going to correct you right. in gentleness and humility and out of a concern. Yeah, and I think we've lost the art and the ability of giving the benefit of the doubt. Oh yeah, right. I mean, I mean, across across the board, right? So whether we're talking about um, the the political arena or whether we're talking about um, you know even in disagreements with within our own denomination denominational life. We're we're so anxious to be right that that we're forgetting uh, about the things that that unite us even in even in differences. Um, you know, it, it used to be at least at least from my from my perspective. I mean, look, ba- Baptist fighting is not anything new, oh, yeah. right? I mean, we've kind of developed a, a, a people of the book. Yeah, that's right. People we, of the boxing. Yeah, kind of kind of yeah. kind of developed a reputation about you know Baptists are fighting again. Um, 
which is, I mean, if we're honest, that's really a sad commentary, really right? Is. That when, when they say, oh, you're Baptist, oh, what, what, you know, what, are, what are you fighting about now? You know, are, are, you, uh, are you able to go to Disney this year or not? Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, especially when it's in Orlando, of course, yeah. yeah. We're we'll, going to we'll, we'll put, a, put take the, a year off. Put the Disney ban <laughs> aside for a year. Um, See, we can circle around what matters. Yes, when it needs that's to. right, that's right, <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I don't know what drives all that other than maybe just a need for some sort of affirmation that I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in the end, it doesn't matter if if I'm right, or if you're right, if you're right, or you know if if the how many, how many times the Rangers beat the Astros, um, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we are sinners in need of a savior, mm-hmm. and and I think the gospel should level that playing field, right? So that even within a church, uh, you, you know, so let's really set some stuff on fire here. Even within a church. You ought to have folks who are Republicans and folks who are Democrats who can gather to worship together, mm-hmm. because our identity ultimately is not in which political party we align with. It's in the fact that we um, identify with Christ in in His death, burial, and resurrection. Um, and so I think we, we were talking about earlier. You know, those yeah. it's it's a sad state when I could have more in common with a non-Christian no. Republican than I would a Christian Democrat. Right. You know, right. that when, and, and, you know, we had Dean and Sarah on, you know, the quickest way to uh, get kicked out of your church is, is not bad theology or, right. or even a bad life. It, it's saying something that somebody disagrees yeah. with politically. And, and especially over the next year and four months. Yeah. That, Careful that, pastors. Yeah, that, that's right. And, you know, <laughs> that, and so, you know, what do we do with that? How do, yeah. how do we... How do we proclaim truth, but in a way that builds unity, not division within the body of Christ? We're going to create division with the world. We should, right? I mean, they're, they're, we should draw some lines of distinction between yeah. um, those of us who are believers and, and those who are not believers. Yeah. So, so how do we preach in such a way that we proclaim truth and yet seek to lead people to a place of unity, starting with our local churches, mm-hmm. Right, because if I mean the the SBC is not um, mandated by Scripture, the local church is yeah. right. So so our focus ultimately is not on just denominational politics, but but on how we create unity within our local churches, the local body of Christ that that we shepherd. So so how do you foster that in Mayhill? Well, step step one for me is pastoring the church that I have not the church that i want Mm, um pastoring my people first and foremost over a brand a ministry or a platform and i think that part of what we see is a lot of hungry guys mostly uh that care more for the latter than the former Not not always. Right. This is a very big generalization, but but more often than not, it's super easy to bang down on some keys. It's super hard to hold the hand of a dying person in the hospital. Yeah. And for for me, uh, I and I, I posted on on Twitter a while back. You know, God help me if I begin to care more about this 
silly podcast, the blog, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, all those kinds of things, you know, some kind of a platform or a brand that's out there than what God has called me to right. in, in his, you know, his, his first life. He didn't, yeah. he didn't die for Twitter. Yeah. You know, he, he died for his bride. And, yeah. and so, yes, we should contend for the truth. And yes, we should uh, be a positive influence for the gospel and sharing the gospel through social media. Uh, but lobbing uh, bombs on Twitter is easy. Yeah. You and I can do that right now. Yep. And, uh, but, but also uh, the long, hard, and steady diet of loving your church, realizing the hurt and everything that you have there and the needs that are there at, at times helps me see some of the stuff that is kind of uh, um, projected onto the SBC or, or whatever. Uh, it, it really pales in consider, you know, comparison. I've got, you know, a guy at the church that, you know, attempted suicide, marriages and shambles. Yeah. I've got other people that are struggling with finances. I've got all these other kinds of things. And it doesn't mean that I put my head in the sand for SBC stuff, but it means that this is my first Right. Priority. Right. This is what God has called me to. Yeah. And and I think step one is for each of these pastors for you to see your first ministry is of course your relationship to God, your family right. and all that. But your your first kind of area of, of influence is going to be in your local church. Yeah. Love on them, lead them, preach the gospel there. Because as all of us are doing that, if if each, let, let's just look at Mountain Valley. If each of our churches are growing on a steady diet of biblical teaching, biblical doctrine, that's going to lead into a healthier association. Right. If then Mountain Valley Baptist Association, filled with all of these churches, are healthy, growing, all of that kind of stuff, then combined with Tarrant Baptist Association, North Texas Baptist right. Association, and then this one out here on the West Coast, East Coast, all over, if all of them are beginning to be led from the ground up, then that moves into healthier associations. Right. Then each of those then funnel into healthier uh, state conventions and then so forth, and uh, and I think at times we we tend to think put too much stock, if you will, into a uh, presidency, yeah. certainly in in regular politics, but also SBC politics, yeah. um, and uh, and I think we sometimes get bent out of shape for um, not meaningless things, but uh, less than main things. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good question. That's a good perspective that you just gave. You know, so um, you know you have a you have a young man in your congregation who's struggling with pornography. How does my Twitter tirade help shepherd him? <laughs> right at the end of the day, how does that help him um, kill sin in his life and grow closer to cl- closer in his walk with Christ, closer in his fellowship with other believers? And I think if we're honest, at the end of the day, it doesn't. Right. So so let us. Let us be focused on things that build up rather than tear down. That sounds like something that Paul said, yeah. right? Uh, something that's a, that's a biblical concept. Cool. Well, we hope that this podcast builds you up. As Matt and I uh, make fun of each other and uh, as we talk about our uh, love of baseball teams and Matt's love of Satan's favorite team, the Houston Astros. <laughs> Let's be real. This is where we can find unity. Yes, it is. Despite our disagreement, a favorite yes. team 
Satan's team is not the Astros. No, it's the evil empire. Yes. The New York Yankees. Come on. That's right. Preach. What does your secretary think about that? Uh, she's not a fan, and you're the one that just said it. So uh, she, she, she at one point had a check for you, and you, you had rooted for the Red Sox for something, and she yes, that's it right. For a while. That's right. Yeah, she was yeah. not happy with you. That's right. We can, we can. At the end of the day, we can find unity in our love of Jesus and our hatred of the New York Yankees. Yeah, and that's Dave enough. Miller's going to be real, and that's enough. Loving that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. But, uh, but I, I did want to say one, one final thing before we do send it out uh, is. If, if God has placed you in a place with 100 followers, 1,000 followers, 5,000, 10,000, whatever, uh, wield that keyboard with as much humility no. as possible, with as much prayer as possible, no. with as much grace as possible, remembering that the person that you're subtweeting or we're sub-podcasting about or whatever is a brother and sister no. in Christ if you're writing to them. And though we can disagree, we need to remember what we once were, but by the grace of God, there go I, all of those kinds of things, and realize that in Christ, as different as we can be, uh, as mindful and wise as we need to be, uh, that we still have a greater thing that we can rally behind, and that is Jesus Christ, his church, and advancing the kingdom. Yep, that's right. And so we're thankful you took a time to listen in today. I have no idea if this was helpful whatsoever. It was just on our heart. And I wanted to share a, uh, a call just to love one another, be united, and us get back to the business of praying, get back to the business of spreading the good news. And uh, so if you want more information about us, you can visit notanotherbaptistpodcast.com uh, or visit us on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or visit us on Facebook, Not Another Baptist Podcast, or MySpace. You can be in our five or our eight. I can't remember what it is. We're not on MySpace, though, so Kyle, send us out. Well, until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Not Another Baptist Podcast is sponsored by Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, the crown jewel of Southern Baptist Seminaries. Matt and I would invite you to visit swibbits.edu to find out how you can make the dome your home today.